Welcome to the Equine Veterinary Journal Podcasts, On The Hoof. Hello, my name is Chris Neal, and welcome to this edition of the Equine Veterinary Journal's On The Hoof podcast, which we aim to summarise a selection of accepted, early view or recently published articles. In this episode, we look at a paper accepted in January 2021, illustrated the signalment, radiological signs and prognosis of transverse third metacarpal bone stress fractures in young racehorses. The authors were Ran Shan and colleagues, who operated out of the Hong Kong Jockey Club Veterinary Clinical Services and its Associated College of Veterinary Medicine and Life Sciences in Hong Kong, SAR. Repetitive stress injuries of the axial skeleton are relatively common in thoroughbred racehorses, typically arising at specific predilection sites. A distal metaphyseal third metacarpal bone stress fracture has been reported in young thoroughbreds in training. However, subtle clinical signs and early radiological findings make diagnostic difficult. Misinterpretation or misdiagnosis could lead to increased risk of catastrophic fracture, and no studies currently document its long-term prognosis. This makes diagnostic and prognostic discussions with owners and trainers difficult. In this paper, the authors therefore attempted to characterise the clinical and radiological features of these transverse metaphyseal stress fractures and determine the medium to long-term prognosis for horses diagnosed with the injury. A retrospective descriptive study was performed on the case records of 23 thoroughbreds diagnosed with transverse metaphyseal stress fractures of the third metacarpal bone from 2010 to 2019. All horses were diagnosed radiographically, However, one had its diagnosis reconfirmed with MRI and two via nuclear scintigraphy. The clinical features, radiographic findings and training data, both before and after injury, of each case were reviewed. Summary statistics were applied to the data as a whole, with comparative statistical tests used between time of first clinical signs to treatment and also time to establish a correct diagnosis. Survival analysis was used to follow up cases for a total of 730 days in order to clarify longer term prognosis. In total, 29 cases of transverse metaphyseal third metacarpal bone stress fractures were found in 23 colts and geldings over an eight year period. No mares sustained the injury. Median time between contralateral fall and fracture in those injured twice was approximately five and a half months. No significant difference between limb predilection was found. As expected with stress fractures, 22 out of 23 horses had a history of enforced rest for greater than three weeks due to summer racing recess, enforced quarantine or recovery from another orthopaedic injury. Median time for diagnosis following presentation was 10 days, with the initial presumptive diagnosis being correct in over half of all cases. Common misdiagnosis with foot pain, localised cellulitis or fetlock joint pain. In almost 50% of cases, lameness was mild, with only 20% of horses showing a severe lameness. Furthermore, only two thirds of cases had a painful soft tissue swelling of the distal palmaromedial or palmarolateral metacarpus reported clinically, and half showed pain on passive fetlock flexion. However, a large proportion of clinical records did not reference specifically these clinical findings which may mean they are underreported. Response to diagnostic analgesia was also varied, with horses responding to a variety of blocks, 
from a palmodigital nerve block to metacarpophalangeal joint and lateral palmar nerve analgesia. No specific block was therefore deemed diagnostic, illustrating the diagnostic challenge and non-specific sign these cases show on presentation. However, fracture location is most commonly close to the palmar pouch of the fetlock joint, illustrating the fact that the majority of cases responded to a low four-point metacarpophalangeal or lateral palmar nerve analgesia. Radiographically, the most consistent feature within five days of injury was displacement of the button of the second or fourth metacarpal bone away from the surface of the third metacarpus. This is presumably caused by a subperiosteal hematoma and mild soft tissue swelling. Subtle disruption and fissure formation in the adjacent periosteal cortex was noted in only 44% and 39% of cases respectively, illustrating how easy these cases can be missed early on in the disease process. Utilising ultrasonography, which was not performed in these cases, may help improve diagnostic sensitivity early on. An actual fracture line was most evident between 6 to 14 days following clinical signs in 83% of cases. The most consistent radiographic abnormality associated with the fracture five days post-initial presentation and lameness was diffuse radioopacity superimposed in the medullary cavity of the distal metaphyseal region. Periosteal cortex disruption and splint bone displacement was also still apparent in the majority of cases. Latromedial and DMPLO projections were the most adept views of picking up pathology. However, the median number of radiographic examinations needed to establish a diagnosis was three. This illustrates the diagnostic challenge these cases present to the clinician and the need for repeat evaluations in order to be certain of diagnosis. Mean duration of training prior to injury was 67 days with little or no fast work being performed during this time period. Following diagnosis, 18 out of 23 cases returned to time gallops and training by 180 days, and 15 out of 23 returned to racing at one year. The main limitations in the study are its unicentric demographic and its retrospective review of the data. Not all history was documented, and therefore meaningful conclusions about the most common clinical signs are hard to make. Furthermore, Radiographs were taken a variety of different times following diagnosis, which makes interpretation of pathophysiology difficult. To conclude, the authors have characterised the clinical and radiographic signs associated with transverse distal third metacarpal metaphyseal stress fractures in young thoroughbreds. Whilst repeated examinations are often needed due to their subtle early diagnostic signs, once diagnosed, the prognosis for a return to training and fast work appears good. That concludes the review of this study, and many thanks for listening to this edition of the Equine Veterinary Journal's On The Hoof podcast. We look forward to welcoming you back soon when we review another of the journal's early access articles. Thank you for listening to this Equine Veterinary Journal podcast. More about the subjects discussed today can be found online at wileyonlinelibrary.com forward slash journal forward slash evj.